Hello and welcome to Make Money and Stick It to the Man with me, Dominic Frisby, and today's piece is called One Day, Rodney, Gold Will Shine. And I haven't covered the perennial disappointment that is gold for a while. I felt the metal is overdue some attention, and so that's going to be the subject of today's missive and today's podcast. I say perennial disappointment because gold should be so much higher with everything that's going on. In any case, it's summer. Usually the best time of year to buy each year is in the June to August time frame, so perhaps it's time to allocate some funds that way. I stress usually, not always. A summer low in gold is frequent enough to be noticeable, but not consistent enough to be reliable. A bit like your errant teenager's mood swings. In terms of price, the high for the year was $2,080 per ounce, printed in March, shortly after you-know-who invaded you-know-where. The low for the year was 1780 That came in January, and we also came close to that figure in May. 1785 was the low in May. Today we're man- meandering around the 1820 mark, which is also where the 52-week moving average lies. And that is quite a telling little fact. For all the declines we've seen elsewhere in stocks, bonds, crypto, and the ensuing erosion of wealth, gold sits at its one-year average. In other words, it's done what it's supposed to do, preserved its value and preserved your capital. And that's with the US dollar so strong. Gold has actually done rather better against other currencies. Um, And I've posted a chart of gold in dollars, but also gold measured in pounds, Japanese yen and euros. And you can see Uh, that against all three of those currencies, gold is not far its all-time highs. If you're Japanese, European or British, all good then. And I've also posted a table, another way of looking at the same thing, gold against 18 national currencies in 2021. It might be down a little against some of them. It might be uh, the US and Canadian dollars, the Chinese yuan, the Brazilian real, the Mexican peso, the Russian ruble. How has the ruble been so strong? Lord only knows. But it's up significantly in some cases against other currencies, the Argentinian peso, uh, the Swiss franc, the euro, the pound, the Korean won, the Japanese yen and, of course, the Turkish lira. Uh, It's up over 115% against the Turkish lira. So gold's price then is being determined by the much bigger market that is the US dollar as much as anything. Where's the dollar going next? Your guess is as good as mine. Monetary policy is tighter in the US than elsewhere. It's the first port of call for capital in a panic and so the dollar keeps rising. Currently at 104 on the index, it could go all the way to 120. Unlikely, but it's been there before. If it does, gold almost certainly won't be going anywhere significant. But of course, if the dollar heads lower, and it will if other countries start to tighten as much as the Americans, then gold will make a move. And I gather analysts at Goldman Sachs have just put a 2,500 year-end target on gold. That would be nice. So is gold heading for a repeat of the 1970s? So many comparisons are being made between today and the 1970s. Politically and economically, there are parallels galore. The big differences are technological. Nevertheless, gold had one of its best effort decades in the 1970s, going from $35 an ounce in 1971 to $850 an ounce early in 1980. It was a bonanza time for gold mining. But even within that bonanza decade, gold went through a near two-year bear market in 75-76 that saw it fall by nearly half. 
um, went from around $200 an ounce to $100 an ounce. Imagine if gold went from to $1,000 now. That really would be hard to swallow. So I've posted a picture, a, a chart of gold in its glory years. And longer term, the fundamentals of out-of-control inflation, geopolitical instability, escalating deglobalization, and weak unpopular leadership, all political leadership I'm talking about, all should be drivers of flight to gold. But it remains, on the other hand, an analogue asset in a world where all the vagital, the value is digital. I didn't mean to say vagital. And it was me that first made this comparison many years ago, though I still haven't decided what the answer is. The horse was transport for thousands of years. It was natural transport. With the invention of the car, it became irrelevant. Gold, too, was money for thousands of years, natural money. But with digital technology, modern communications, is it now as irrelevant to finance as the horses to transport? Or, like King Arthur to the English, will gold return to finance to save the people in their hour of need? I guess until it actually does show up, we'll never know the answer. But from a technical perspective, that enormous cup and handle formation built up over a decade remains in play and looks ready to propel gold higher. And I've illustrated it with a chart in the piece. Cups and handles are another of those commonly observed chart patterns like double tops and heads and shoulders, which are fairly self-explanatory. Um, this one was first observed in the 1980s. Investopedia uh, calls it a technical chart pattern that resembles a cup and handle exactly and it's considered a very bullish signal if it plays out it will give goldman sachs their target and some i own gold and i'm glad i do i may be rude about it but i love it and it's the one part of my portfolio that isn't keeping me awake at night in fact it's so boring it's helping me to sleep and if you're looking to buy physical gold coins or bars let me recommend gold core in ireland there's a link in the article with whom i have an affiliation deal they're competitively priced you get to speak to a human being you can take delivery or store it safely allocated to you at vaults in switzerland ireland singapore hong kong the us or the uk thanks very much for listening i'll be back with another podcast very soon